Hey, I'm Ruben from Dub. Welcome to Connection Loop, our actionable podcast about building businesses with daily human connections. Connection Loop features long form interviews with fascinating people in sales, marketing, and beyond. Enjoy today's episode and learn more about Dub at dub.com. And we are live. Hey guys, it's Ruben from Dub's podcast, Connection Loop. And I'm really psyched. I got Brian Golod here. And Brian has this, this really crazy, interesting story that started out as a fluke, actually, and now has turned into something really profitable and something that's just really exciting for all of us to hear. And it kind of is centered around, well, I'll let you, I'll let you sort of describe it, but what I from what I gather, it was basically storytelling and how you can turn that into influence and a following. And then, of course, you know, multiple income streams. So talk to me about some of the strategies that you've done to kind of amass your following of now, I think, 160,000 followers on LinkedIn. Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. I was yes. looking forward to this. Um, so what happened is that some time ago, about two years ago, um, there was someone who reached out to me because I started on LinkedIn writing articles. I didn't know any better. Like I, I didn't realize that people don't want to read articles on LinkedIn. People don't have attention span. So I didn't realize that I had to write posts. So I started, I started with articles. So I wrote 18 articles and one or two of them had to do with interviews. And so someone from South Africa, living in South Africa, I am here in Toronto, in Canada, he reached out to me and he said, Brian, do you mind helping me with my next interview? And I said, sure, when is it? And he said, well, I don't have one yet. So I thought, are these the type of interactions that we have here on LinkedIn? <laughs> so I said, you know what? Absolutely, whenever you have one, let me know. He went away, came back two days later and he said, Brian, I have an interview tomorrow. I said, oh, congratulations, that's amazing. Can I help you? I was just doing it out of my heart. I just wanted to help, you know? Um, and he said, do you know anything about logistics or freight forwarding, whatever that is? I was like, I have no idea. However, I know how to interview really well. Okay. I said, okay, I'll pick you up on that. So we connected on, on a call for 35 minutes. He told me that he had been unemployed for two months. That was not true. I found out later that he was unemployed for two years, but it's pretty hard to admit such a thing. And so I mentored him for 35 minutes. The next day, he went for his interview. And before he went to the interview, I sent him a, a message, you know, like a prep talk, you know, saying like, hey, you're going to do great. So I did that. He came out and he said, I believe that this is mine. This, this offer is mine. I was mm -hmm. like, yeah, probably you thought the same thing for the last two years, right? Anyway, two weeks went by, and after those two weeks, that was a day that my the, the anniversary of the passing of my dad. So mm -hmm. make your rest in peace. He had passed away five years prior, and I felt that something was going to change in my life that day. So I reached out to this guy, this gentleman. I, I love this guy. I reached out to him, and I said, no news, good news. He called me right away on WhatsApp. We had each other on WhatsApp. He said... Brian, I got the offer. I am the right hand of the CEO of a multinational. Mm. Um, so I cried. He had to pull over. He was crying as well. Like it was a mess. And that was amazing. But once we hang up and I thought to myself, hold on a second. Do I have, do I have a certain skill that I didn't know? Because if I mentored him for 35 minutes and I was able to understand what held him back in the past, <clears throat> any challenges that he went through, 
And I was able to empower him to get that offer, to connect with that interviewer, that hiring manager on a personal level and get that offer, that, that role as a, as a right hand. Maybe I have something, but I, I didn't want to believe it yet. So I went on a quest to try to find more people and try to kind of prove to myself whether I had the skill or not. So every single one of the other seven people that I mentored, they got back on their feet at their very next interview. They had one interview, they would get the offer. Hmm. And then, because we all, I mean, those of us who are married, we have our significant others who want the best for us. My wife said to me, listen, you're married, you have a daughter, it's all good, it's amazing, very meaningful, powerful that you're helping so many, but listen, you don't know these people and after you help them, they disappear. And you have a family <laughs> be at home, right? Don't, don't, don't allow them to just use you. Right. I was right about that. So I said, you know what? Yeah, sure. So I started charging for my services. Mm -hmm. And then the next service that I was able to, or the first service that I was able to sell, because these ones, these eight people were free, but the next one was a resume. And I actually didn't know how to write resumes other than my own that I've had for 16 years since I've been here in Canada. I mean, I came from Argentina. In Argentina, we don't use resumes. We use CVs, right? Mm. Completely different. So thanks to Google, I went on Google. I was like, how do I write the best resume ever? So I started to learn. How you know, to you know what that sounds like? That sounds like a resume boludo. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so... I started to learn. And then I charged for my first resume, $150 Canadian, which that is nothing in US dollars now. It's mm -hmm. like $100 US. Um, and it took me 10 hours to write. So my commute time from my home to the office, which is about an hour and a half, I would be on the, on the bus and on the subway writing these resumes on the way there and on the way back. Instead of pay, playing Candy Crush or listening to Spotify, I was doing something productive with my mm -hmm. time sharpening my skills, acquiring new skills, and making money, helping someone else. So that was the first resume. But then I said to myself, I will never write another resume for 150 bucks that will take me 10 hours. So of mm. course, on my second resume, it took me five hours, but now I was charging 450. And that, so I went from 150 to 450, and then from 450 for, to 495, and then to 1,000, and then to 1,500, and now I am the most expensive resume writer on the entire LinkedIn, and I charge $3,000 US for a resume. Amazing, amazing. And then where do people find you for that? How do people, and then how do people engage with you? How do people uh, pay you? Um, they find me on LinkedIn. I just, you know, just because I post, I've made it my habit to post on a regular basis, twice a day, mm. in the morning, in the evening. Sometimes maybe I have one more, Maybe I do it at noon. Maybe I do it like three or four or five times a day, but at least twice a day. So I've posted over 900 times in these last two years, and it had about 30 million views. Amazing. And what do you post? Anything that I believe will add value to other people. So Videos. I'm not there on. on okay. Yeah, I'm not there to to entertain other people. I'm not there to try to collect views and likes and comments. Uh, just by posting somebody else's content. Yeah. Uh, you know, like a lot of people just download a YouTube video yeah. and they upload it as if it was their own. I mean, you have to respect other people's rights, you know? I can't stand it when people do that. I just, it's yeah. just not for me, yeah. No. So, I mean, I 
I'm not here to judge. I don't even want to waste my time judging other people what they do. Yeah. What I'm here for is to make a difference, to empower, to inspire, to to really unlock. make a difference. Unlock. I, unlock their potential. If I can yeah. unlock their potential in some way, for sure, absolutely. That's amazing, absolutely. man. So, so, uh, so. What was the iteration in terms of figuring out what type of content that you wanted to share with people? Because that's what people suffer from all the time. It's what do I say? What's the content? I mean, do I want to be a thought leader and start and going sort of educating people, or do I want to give people my perspective on things? Do I want to be an entertainer? You know, we see people playing the guitar and people doing funny skits, but then people all doing also doing like selfie videos. How did you evolve your content? It's a really, really good question. So. The most important thing for myself is to be authentic. Mm. A lot of people, when they meet with me offline, whether it is on Zoom, I mean, now throughout this crisis, or when I take someone for coffee, right? They say, you're the exact same person that I see online. You're the exact same generous, caring, kind, respectful, appreciative person offline, right? I'm not putting a, putting up a facade. This is not just that I turn it on for LinkedIn to try to whatever, reach my objective, whatever my objective is, you know? No, I don't do that. I I am true to myself. And if I believe that I want to speak about something in particular, I don't shy away, okay? I try not to be con controversial, but there are certain topics that will be controversial by the nature of it. But I don't shy away. If I want to speak about something, coronavirus, I believe that you should stay at home. I mean, when this coronavirus started, I was advocating for that. I was saying, you people, you need to stay at home, right? And I would lose followers and I didn't care. I'm not there for the followers. If you don't, if it doesn't resonate with you and you want to stop following me, by all means, fo stop following. But I can tell you that a lot more, my content, I call it value really instead of content because content can be anything. So for me, the value, I want to attract people who are like-minded, not necessarily who agree with everything, but who are respectful who know how to have an argument or a discussion and disagree about something and potentially teach me something as well. That's amazing. I mean, be true to yourself. That's, that's the key. Yeah. And, and you can really stand out because people can smell when you, when you're trying to be some something or someone that you're not, people can really tell, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to say about this comment. That was for Trump. <laughs> I, I, I try not to get political here. I believe that uh, before he needs a resume, he needs a brain. <laughs> Unbelievable. I, I watched a video today that someone shared where he was joking about the fact that he tested negative, but saying that he tested positive. And you know what? That is a lack of respect oh, for man. other people. Lack of respect for the thousands and thousands of people who are dying and who will continue to die, and to have the president of what was once a superpower, to have that, it's a really, it's a clown. It's a clown. I, I feel terrible to, to become political, but I just can't hide the emotion of saying, like, this is a superpower, mm. and, and the president is behaving like a child, or like someone mm. who is insane, right? So yeah. anyway, that's my opinion. I, I, you don't have to agree with my opinion, but well, what I was going to say was was this: is that what I really respect about you, and it's and it's totally in line with what you were just saying, is that I think the key right now. You mentioned you know the authenticity and being authentic and really kind of being true to yourself and providing value, and I think the departure 
in today's you know true personality and true influence is a departure from the from the ego. It's a departure from the hubris, you know, and it's saying I'm not here to self serve and I'm not here to get the to get the validation, to get the likes or the shares or the comments or the views or whatever it is. I'm here to truly provide compassion, provide value, to help people, to make money in the process, to feed the family, uh, but just to come at that really sort of mutually beneficial uh, perspective. And I think that that's the vibe that I get from you. And you know, unfortunately, a lot of leaders in this day and age, for some reason, they're just rooted in that that seventh chakra, that you know, the ego, the hubris, which we all know if you study history, it never ends well. <laughs> No, no, never. No. If you read, if you, you read your history, and if you really are, are focused about on your ego, and if you look at you know the Genghis Khans or the Napoleons or you know the uh, the any of these you know dynasties, it, it doesn't end well. What makes me really, really upset and sad about this situation is that this is someone with a lot of power, a lot of influence, and instead of bringing people together, he's um, dividing them, right? And I believe that we could be using our, our, our time and our, our effort and energy much more productively. And now during these times that are so hard for so many people, we should be together. But instead we're focusing or, or some people are allowing this to happen. It should not be happening. But I'll tell you one thing. I, I just want to tell you a very, very quick story about something that you just said about giving being generous. My most, just for anyone who wants to create content and, and really make an impact, forget about the word influence, but make an impact on others, a positive impact. My most successful or viral post was from, so we're in May, so this was at the end of January. I made a promise 16, 17 years ago, before I left Argentina to move to Canada, that if my grandparents ever needed me to be by their side because they were sick, I would be by their side. So in January, my grandma was diagnosed with uh, cancer. So when she was going to have her first session of chemotherapy, this was the day after my birthday, okay? I flew down to Argentina to be by her side. And while I was sitting by her side, just to be there with her, just to support her on her first session, I was thinking to myself, okay, I've made so much money out of this template that I have, out of this service that I provide by helping people, by helping them get to those interviews that they couldn't without my help. And I thought to myself, there are so many people out there, parents, who need to feed their, feed their children and they cannot feed their children and I'm holding on to this resume template instead of actually distributing to everybody so that they can actually get to those interviews. Forget about conquering the interviews or getting the offers. They cannot even get to the interviews, invited to the interviews. So when I was sitting next to my grandma, I thought to myself, I need to give this away. Like there will be other sources, sources of income, which I already had anyway. But holding on to this thing, which is gold for so many people, I just need to give it away. Some people might want my services still, which they do. I mean, that turned out the way after. I mean, this was back at the end of January. And some people will want to just take it and, and they will be able to master or craft this on their own and get to the next point. But if they don't have a good template to start with, 
How are they going to do that? So I just put it out of my heart. I just gave, right? Forget about the ego. I don't need this or that. I just want you guys to help me spread the message. If you want my template, help me. Like, comment, share. Do that so that everybody gets this template for free, okay? I did not expect anything in return. I had at that moment, at the end of January, 55,000 followers. That post got 4.7 million views. And in one week, I got 38,000 followers. So I went from 55 to 93 in one week. Wow. I was getting 21 followers per minute. <laughs> to the point that when I was talking to my friends, I was not even writing followers per minute anymore because I was writing it so many times per day that I came with this term FPM, kind of like KMH or MI for mile, <laughs> you know, FPM for followers per minute because it was changing all the time, you know, seven followers per minute, eight followers per minute. Nine, I was measuring it with, with a timer, uh, chronograph. So, but when you give from your heart, don't worry, the world will take care of you. Right. Right. That that's That's pretty remarkable. And I've noticed in your content that you you're really creative. You you almost put a lot of it's like visual storytelling, you know. And it's it's so immediately understandable. I mean, in some of your posts, you'll actually show the 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 layout of a post that that just makes sense. You'll say this is what you should do, and this is an emoji that you should use, and some text, and here's a little red arrow, and you just make it so glaringly obvious that it's this is what it is, and it's. You know, while we're on the feed and we're searching and then we see that and we say, hey, well, that's really valuable. Let me understand that. It's like an instant neuron fire and hit. And it's like, boom, I need to know how to do that. And then it's and then it turns into actual action. You know, so how did you how did you get to that storytelling format? I have no idea. Only through practice, I think. I, I mean, I always loved writing, but writing yeah. like birthday cards, okay? I've always written right. good birthday cards, but I wasn't a writer. I mean, okay. I always took pride in my writing, in my emails, but I was always very lengthy. And then, so when I wrote those 18 articles at the beginning, I was like, there's no engagement here. Of course, my account was significantly smaller in size. So, of course, I wasn't going to get enough engagement. I was lacking my own. Uh, I don't know if I was doing that because I never believed in doing that. During some time, I was liking my own comments and my own posts, but then I was like, what am I doing? Why do I need to like my own thing? So as you can tell, I've evolved in my own rationale, my own thinking of what am I doing with my time? Why am I trying to trick the algorithm into thinking that I am good? I leave it to people. Like During some time, I used to ask people, can you like my post? Like, whatever. If the post is meant to take off, it will take off. If it doesn't take off, it doesn't take off. I don't care. The post doesn't define me. I define the post. I mm. put my heart. Say that was there. Say that again. Say that again, please. The post doesn't define me. I define the post. Nice. I put the value into the post, and I know that it comes from my heart and soul. And I think that it will make a difference to other people. I'm not there to entertain or make them laugh. I'm hoping to inspire and empower, and hopefully make a difference, a tangible difference that people can take something out of it and be like, because of this, I can actually feed my family, I can actually unlock my potential in some other way, learn a new skill, venture, explore something different. Whatever the case, a lot of people write to me privately and they say, because of you, I am writing on LinkedIn. Because of you, I've made money on LinkedIn. And someone, and I always love to talk about her because I hope that out of any, any time that I go live anywhere, this is the one and I hope that out of anything, this is the most important thing. 
forget about money. There's a there's uh, there's this girl who reached out to me once, and I didn't know who she was. We had no relationship whatsoever. All I did was I just listened through typing to her, and she was writing to me, and I don't know why, but I just stayed there listening and writing back and giving her the comfort that she needed. And a week later, she said, I am alive because of you. Wow. And she's the mom of a daughter, and 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 she's a human being, and I don't care where in the world she is or what religion or what color or what anything. It doesn't matter. It's a human being. And when we acknowledge, when we realize the amount of power and influence that we have on another human being, just by listening, we prevented someone from committing suicide. Wow. That's huge. Forget about the money. The, the money doesn't do any justice to all this stuff. It doesn't even matter. I saved the human being. I can claim that because she tells me every single week when we talk. She tells me all the time. And she, she left that behind. She doesn't even think about that. She has found her, her self-worth. But for me, I didn't even know what I was doing. All I was doing was acknowledging her and giving her the comfort that she needed. But when we realize that it's not always about us, it's actually never about us. It's about the person that is reaching out to us. And why? How can we help you? So that's when we, when people reach out to me and they say, hi. And by the way, I used to dislike this a lot. I mean, people who don't have that kind of like social skill to be able to have a conversation, right? Now I understand, hey, some people don't have that education. They don't know how to build a relationship with others. So when they say hi to me, I say hi, and I call them by their names, and I give them their identity that they have, and I ask them, how are you? What can I help you with? And whether I can help them or not, it doesn't matter, but at least I try, and I truly try. So I think that it's so important for anybody out there to acknowledge that it's not about us. If you really want to grow, and I'm not talking about LinkedIn, if you want to grow in life, it's all about what you've done for others the energy that you're sending out to other people because it ends up coming back. And at the end of the day, when you get buried in the same place where everybody else gets buried, it doesn't say how many followers you have on LinkedIn anyway. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So this I got to ask you, I mean, you're such, you're such an amazing storyteller. And, you know, it's so interesting to talk to you. You don't post a lot of videos, though. And maybe I'm not looking at the right place, but it seems like on LinkedIn, you don't post a lot of video content. And, you know, Dub, we're all about video. We're all about video storytelling, you know, meet, meet people where they are, whatever, whatever's going on in their lives, they should just be able to record videos. Um, do you record content like in video format or less, less? So I'll tell you my, my story about this. As you can tell, I imagine that you can tell that they have an accent. So for me, in Canada, living in Canada, I never cared about my accent, okay? I'm outgoing, charismatic, I feel that I am at least. I go into a place and I feel like, okay, people give me attention because the interesting thing about Canada is that Canada actually appreciates immigrants a lot. Yeah. If you ever go into a room and there are two Canadians talking to each other and you say hi and they can tell that you're an immigrant, they turn around and they don't care to talk to each other anymore. They care to give all the attention to you because they, they care to understand what your journey has been. Oh, my God, you have this exotic accent. Where are you from? 
Like, what has your life been? How are you here? How did you get here? Like, all these stories, right? So they give you a lot of attention. Um, so, but for me on, on, on LinkedIn, I mean, on a live platform, I mean, I am exposed to people from all kinds of cultures, not just Canadians or immigrants from Canada, right? So I never knew how people across the world were going to appreciate my accent or my looks or my hair, my face, my skin, whatever it is. So I doubted myself so much. So for the longest time, I'm telling you, for four months, I tried to convince myself to come on video. And I was like, I'm not good enough for video, right? Like I, mm. I, I was really hesitant. And then I convinced myself because I, I do believe that I have a, this kind of like skill where I can convince myself of something to mm -hmm. really put myself forward. So it was Women's International Day. And I had my daughter sleeping in my arms. And I don't show my, my children on LinkedIn, not their faces, okay, at least. I don't show their faces, but I had her sleeping in my arms. And I was singing to her, putting her to sleep. And then I thought, you know what? I will. Uh, this is interesting, a good trick. P people, stop really holding your phone on, on, on your hand. Like, just <laughs> sit your phone somewhere. Like, <laughs> like, we get busy, you know? So anyway, I put my phone on the floor. I was on the floor with my daughter. And I just wanted to say a very quick message, wishing all women a happy Women's International Day, right? Very quick message, acknowledging women and, and wanting them to have the respect and appreciation that they, sh that, that they truly deserve, right? We're getting there. I don't think that they have it yet fully. Hopefully, they, they, they have it in the entire world at some point, 100% of what they deserve. So... That was the first time. And then I realized, you know what? That was not that difficult. Mm. And people really appreciated it. I mean, LinkedIn is very supportive. If you have good people around you on LinkedIn, it's very supportive. So I thought to myself, I can do this again. But because I'm very professional with everything that I do, I was like, no, I can't do it with my cell phone. I have to get a camera. So then I thought to myself, okay, I want to be very efficient with my time. How am I going to do this when I have a family and I have all these services that I provide and so on. And then I thought to myself, okay, I have 15 minutes going from my daughter's daycare to the subway mm. station where I park the car. And then on the way back from the office, I have 15 minutes from the subway station to my daughter's daycare. So I got a, a GoPro. So I put the GoPro on the windshield and then I was doing videos. And then some people, not too many, were complaining. Hey, what are you doing? Like doing videos while you're driving. I thought to myself, you probably talk and drive, not that that's an excuse. I thought to myself, I'm a really good driver. Like, I can do this. Don't worry, I didn't get into an accident. I didn't kill anybody either. So it was the story is not that good. Um, but then I thought to myself, you know what? I acknowledge that anything that I do can have an impact on someone else. And I could potentially be sending the wrong message to someone who doesn't have enough like good driving skills like I do and maybe they get into an accident or maybe they end up killing someone. And I ended up trying to empower and inspire someone else, but I ended up killing someone else because of it. Right. So I thought to myself, no more of this. Not because it's illegal, which, by the way, I don't know if it is or if it's not. I don't care anymore. Not because of that, but because I think of the consequences of whatever it is that I'm doing. So I ended up doing videos parked in my car instead of driving. So now I had to leave enough room to be able to do the videos. But anyway, it takes a lot of time for me. And then I switched career opportunities. Didn't have that time anymore. 
Then I ended up buying another camera. So anyway, I used to do a lot of videos and then I stopped. And then I started going on LinkedIn Live. So I've done like 15 or 20. And by the way, I've done, I'm the only person who has done a LinkedIn Live from an airplane at 30,000 feet. <laughs> Nice. So Janai, was, was the quality good? Was the quality was good? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> we did 15 minutes, amazing quality. And then the flight attendant at the end comes and says, sir, you have to shut that down. You can't be live streaming from an airplane. <laughs> oh, she knew you were live streaming. <laughs> yes. It was awesome. Oh, that's that's cool. <laughs> it was amazing. That's so cool. There was there's probably a lot of background noise, you know, the shh. No, it was unbelievable. I don't know why, uh, but it was amazing. Like I was so here cool. with Janayad. It was nice. Great. Yeah. Nice. Sorry, no my, degree. My, my no degree. Lengthy. So sorry about that. No, man. No, no, no. Bring it. I love that. That's so. That's so cool. You know. Um, the the kind of evolution of of storytelling for people is is always a really interesting topic for me because we're all constantly trying to find our voice. Yeah. You know. Um, there's this there's this famous famous quote uh, that I that I always kind of refer to, which is the meaning of life is to find your gift. The purpose of life is to give it away. And that was actually, I think, a Pablo Picasso quote. And I always I always go back to that. There's another quote that I love to talk about, which is from Mark Twain, which is the two more, most the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you find out why. You know? Yes. And the thing that's relevant for both of these quotes is us as communicators and us as storytellers, because 80 to 90% of the communication that we do as human beings is storytelling. We're sharing stories and we are on a constant journey. And most of us, the vast majority of us are slightly behind the curve in embracing the means of technology, live streaming on LinkedIn on an airplane. Okay. That's very next generation, very futuristic, you know, and very cool by the way. Um, you know, visual format on LinkedIn that shows uh, different types of, you know, tips and techniques and tricks for resume writing, a type of storytelling. So we're always looking for our canvas and our paint and our brushes in this whole process. And right when we find it, then chances are there's a whole new uh, set of tools that we can use, whether it's social media or whether it's dub or whether it's, you know, LinkedIn or whatever it may be. Um, how do you either find comfort in where you are using the tech or the tools that you use to storytell, but then also potentially kind of stay ahead of the curve? I don't know if I stay ahead of the curve or I stay ahead of myself. I mm. want to, I get bored very easily, like so easily. Like even when I am making money out of a service that I provide or a product that I build, I get so bored because I'm like, what's next? I am always trying to find the next thing where I can deliver value to someone. So I keep on adding all these different skills, not because I am curious, maybe I am curious. I want to see what else I can do for others, but it's because I personally get so bored. How many times can I mentor someone on how to crack that interview? You know, I've done it like hundreds of times, get paid so well. I mean, for anybody watching, understand that these services that I provide are so expensive and you have the potential. I mean, if you're interested, if you're good, if you really make a difference in other people's lives and careers, you can be charging a fortune. I charge for one of my services, $3,000 US. For another service, $4,000 US. The service is about three hours maximum. So you could technically be making a thousand to 1500 bucks 
an hour like I do. And I'm not a lawyer or a doctor. So for me, it's about, first of all, I don't like to get bored. What am I going to do from now until I retire? The exact same thing, always mentoring and answering the same questions. No. So what I try to do is I try to find a way to leverage myself, leverage technology, and put this knowledge they have somewhere where someone else can consume it. So for anyone watching, there's a video. I'm not trying to sell you anything here, but there is a video, and I don't know if you want to share the, the link, on monetize.com, which is my website. And I'm not trying to promote it or anything. You don't have to register. You can go on this website later, not now, <laughs> later. Uh, on the homepage, you can watch a 90-minute video for free to understand how you can unlock your own potential. This is a video that a lot of people paid for in the past. And there are other videos that are super expensive next to it. But that one video will teach you the basics of how to navigate LinkedIn and how to start to think about yourself. What skills, knowledge, experience, and expertise you already have that you can leverage to provide services to other people across the world and get paid, get compensated for? Let me get this straight. You have a 90-minute video on your webpage. Nobody puts a 90-minute video on a, on a, on a homepage. <laughs> That's what, what I just give, you know, from my That's heart. That's amazing. <laughs> That's the same thing that I did with that resume. Just give. When I realized that I am preventing this world from advancing at the pace that it could actually advance, I'm like, what am I doing? I'm holding people back. That's not right. what a leader does. I want to be a leader, right? I don't need someone to give me a title of a leader. I define myself as a leader. I need to do everything that a leader does. And for me, it's like, I recognize that there are millions of people out there who have the potential to do better, not for themselves alone, but for the world. So if I hold that to myself, then what am I doing? I'm ruining this world. I'm holding mm. us back. Right. So if I put it out there for others to consume, I don't care if they pay me or they don't pay me. I don't care. We as a whole, as a society, as a world, we will be in a better shape. Well, see, that's, that's what I love about the means and the tools that we have to storytell right now, because if we put a 90 minute video on our website and if we put amazing content on LinkedIn, people can consume that on their own terms, whenever they want to, wherever they want to. Right. And if they want to connect with us, they'll connect with us. Right. Absolutely. Attraction, demand generation, whatever you want to call it. And from that, we can build a business and we can provide value. Right. Yeah. Uh, but if they're not interested, that's okay too, because yeah. They can consume our content. Maybe they'll like it. Maybe they'll share it. Maybe they'll comment on it. And maybe someone within their network um, will benefit from it. So it's it's like the true definition of a win-win. Win-win-win even. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Listen, when you give without expecting anything in return, that's you already won. Mm. That's it. You, you're done with your part. When mm -hmm. you help someone do better and you do it for the, the real reason that you want to empower someone else, you already won. That yeah. moment that someone is consuming your value and they are better off because of it, that's it. You won. For everything else, the money, the recommendations, the you name it, likes, comments, that's bonus. That doesn't matter. Forget about that. So my, my approach, what I do, and by the way, oh my God, you're going to love this one. If you love the 90-minute video, I have another website because... 
one of the things that I, so I need to get serious now. No more smile. One of the things that I truly dislike is scam. People who get scammed, people who are promised something and they're not given or not allowed to reach the objective. And it happens with absolutely everything. For example, a resume writer who, sure, I write your resume for whatever amount is. They give you your resume and then you start applying everywhere with that resume and it doesn't yield the, the results that you were looking for. So is that a good resume or not? Well, if it didn't get you to your objective, then it's not a good resume and you should not have paid for that thing because mm. it didn't actually get you anywhere, right? So one of the things or, or one of the things that I do to try to differentiate myself from anybody else is, and again, I'm not trying to pitch this because I'm that's not my thing. But one of the things that I do is my services don't end when I hand something over, a piece, piece of document over to someone else. My services end when the person or the people reach their objectives. If you are hiring me for a resume to teach you how to write your resume, by the way, I don't write resumes anymore. Now I teach people because I teach people how to fish. I don't fish for people. That's my mindset. So I teach people so that they don't have to rely on me or anybody in the future. So you, you are done with my service when you manage to get those interviews, not, but not before then. If you hire me to teach you how to crack those interviews, you are, I am done with you or you're done with me or we're done with each other. Whenever you get those offers, not before then, if you didn't get the offers, then it means that I didn't train you well enough. So if I have to meet with you twice, three times, 10 or 100 times, I will. But the reason why I don't want to, first of all, it's inefficient. Second, it, it's going to be frustrating for you. But the truth is that 98% of the people that I mentor, they get the offer just like the first eight people. I mean, it, it's a lot harder to, to have those numbers when you scale up, right? But 98% of the people get the offer on the first on the first interview after I mentor them. The, one, the thing that I want to tell you about the scam, what I really dislike and this video that I was going to tell you is there are a lot of people, and this is just me paying attention, when people reach out to me and they say, I was scammed, I wanted to come and move to Canada, immigrate to Canada. So I started to ask questions. What's happening? Well, I paid this agent. I paid this lawyer. I was put in express entry. I had no idea what this was. Express entry, what, what, what is that? Well, I've been waiting for two years. Well, express entry, if you've been waiting for two years, it has nothing of express. Let me tell you that. <laughs> right. right. Federal Express delivers the, the next day. That's, that's <laughs> delayed entry. <laughs> Delayed entry. So I thought to myself, wait a second. So what's happening? So I asked questions. I went to professionals. And then I started to realize what's happening. A lot of lawyers and agents, they take people's money and they say, I'm going to create a profile for you. Okay, but if you don't qualify for an invitation from, from Canada, you have a profile for nothing. And all of a sudden you have a profile and you've paid a thousand, two thousand, or even a hundred bucks, whatever it is. But it's a waste of money because you never will have the opportunity to immigrate to Canada unless you do the right things to be able to come to Canada. So then I got myself involved. I learned, I built partnerships with organizations and with lawyers, professionals who have been doing this for years, for over a decade. And then I put together this website called immigrationsniper.com in which people can go and they can watch a video that is three hours long. So I did this uh, LinkedIn Live, funny enough again, with John Hyatt. He hmm. lent me his... Uh, LinkedIn Live account. We did it together. It was three hours long. He didn't know what he was signing up for. And I prepared an eight 
79 or 78 uh, page uh, document, slides, and I walked everyone through my immigration story, my family's immigration story, and I taught people how to come to Canada and why it makes sense to move to Canada if you have the opportunity to move to Canada. And then I continued exploring more because there are many ways to come to Canada, many pathways. So I set up this website so that people can self-serve. They can go to the website, they send them there, and then they answer a few questions, and they know whether they have the opportunity to come. And there is one pathway, which is that LinkedIn Live video, where they may have to watch a three-hour video because that's their only way to come to Canada. And that video, they can just consume it. How many people do you know that have a website where they manage to get someone to stay on it for 90 minutes or three hours long? The only reason why people stay on mine for that long is because I'm giving them value. So let me get this straight. Yeah. You have a website with a video that's three hours long. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It's insane. <laughs> Immigrationsniper.com. That's amazing. And then after that, they have to qualify to get my services. And then after that, we have to get on a call where I want to get to know them who they are, what they stand for. I love this country dearly. I've been here for 16 years with my family. I've built my family here as well. I have two children, Canadians, first generation in my family. Love this country dearly. I'm not going to just bring anyone to Canada, right? I want to know that I am bringing people who add value to this country. I want to continue to build it. I don't want this country to end up like Argentina. Nothing wrong with Argentina, but their immigration policies are, there are no policies. Anybody can go to Argentina. I want Canada to continue to rise. So I want to find people with the right values and people who can truly prosper here for themselves, for their families, and for this country, who can truly sustain themselves. So for me, for example, I'll give you an example. I had this guy who wanted to get on a call with me. And I have the belief that unless people are paying for something, they are not appreciating you. And interestingly enough, I actually posted about this this morning. This was my post this morning at 9 a.m or 8 a.m. This guy paid for it. It hadn't happened to me for so long. I kind of forget if this is the first time it's ever happened to me. This guy paid to get on a call with me, $97 US, to be on a call, yes, last night at 11 p.m. I had been up since 5 in the morning working, and I made the time to be there. He chose the time. I didn't choose the time. And he didn't show up. Mm. And I was like, he paid 97 bucks, and he didn't even show up, right? And then he was like, do I have to pay again? I was like, of course you have to pay again, unless you have an emergency. If, if you had an emergency, then you don't have to pay again. I understand that emergencies happen. But this guy, that's not what happened. He just forgot. So I think, I, I, I mean, because of the exposure that I have on LinkedIn and because I want to be as transparent as I can, and I also want to learn from people, I put it out there to say, guys, what do you think? Should he pay again? Should he not pay again, mm. right? Based on whatever you tell me, I'll do. I don't need the money. It's not like I need the money anyway, but he needs to learn. And if I don't make him pay, probably he's not going to learn. So anyway. So what did they say in your post? What was most the... people say, yes, time is precious and you made yourself available and he needs to learn from it. Maybe give him, some people say, maybe give him a discount. You know, uh, other people say, um, we're going through very tough times and, and to err is human. And you're a very kind person. But I mean, I've built this. I mean, I, I come through as who I am. A very kind person. Actually, my favorite word, I have two favorite words. One of them is kindness. So I am the kindest 
to everyone. I, I just want to help. But I also want, don't want to be taken for granted. I don't want to be taken advantage of, right? So the story that I wanted to tell you is and not the about the second word is? Amazing. <laughs> so when someone asks amazing. me, <laughs> when someone asks me, how are you? On any regular day, I answer amazing. Lately, I have not been answering amazing because of what the world is going through, okay? I am very empathetic to what others are going through. So I can't be answering amazing where there are hundreds of thousands of people tested with coronavirus and, and dying, you know? So I can't do that. I just don't feel that way. But the word is amazing because I recognize five important things in my life. First of all, the fact that I woke up more than ever today, the fact that I woke up, that's, wow, that's a blessing. The fact that I feel healthy, right? The fact that my loved ones are healthy and next to me, the fact that we have a roof over our heads and, and heat in the wintertime, we have food on the table and in the fridge, meaning that we, we know that we will eat today and tomorrow, and that we have family and friends who love us. Those five things guide me. So as long as those five are in place, for me, I feel amazing. Now, you touch one of those, those are like my five fingers, you know? Whether I have money, whether my iPhone dropped and it broke the screen, like those things don't matter to me. Hmm. So what I wanted to tell you about this other guy was that this other guy, he wanted to negotiate the price of the meeting with me. Um, this was not the guy from last night. It was another one. He said, instead of paying 97 bucks, can I pay 70? I mm. said, actually, the fact that you want to negotiate on the price tells me that you won't be able to sustain yourself in Canada. Canada is an expensive country to live in. You need enough money to be able to survive here, and the winters are tough in Canada. So the fact that you want to negotiate over 27 bucks, you know, I just actually don't want to take the call from you. Not because I, I don't appreciate you. Is that I believe that those 70 bucks are better in your pocket than with me. I don't need your 70 bucks. I just want to help you. But if you pay me 70 bucks for money that you should have used to buy food, then you're misusing them on me. And I can't go to sleep like that. So I didn't take that call from that guy. So I'm not here to take money from people that I cannot help. If I truly believe that I cannot help you, I will not take any money from you. If I believe that I can help you, I'll be the best professional that I can be in front of you and I will guide you until you get to your objective. And if I cannot get to your, obje to your objective, I'll give you your money back. Because you're paying me for something. If I don't give you what you were paying for and I told you that I could do it for you, I'm misleading you. So I'm not that kind of person. So I, I wish a lot more people acted this way with integrity and my dad may he rest in peace he passed away uh, six years ago he taught me whenever you look back on your journey be proud of every single step you took don't take any shortcuts don't screw people don't take advantage of people you cannot sleep at night if you do that so just have integrity be honest be transparent be expensive if you want to be but, or if you can afford to be, if you have that much value, charge as much as you can. But don't cheat people. So I wish more people were like this. So I'm trying to inspire and empower other people to adopt this, this way of being too. I'm, I hope that I make a difference. Well, I'll use your word. That's, that's, that's amazing. Well, I'll use both your words. The, your kindness is amazing. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, uh, and I think that that's that's extremely valuable information because, uh, you know, people. I think price is such an interesting thing. You know, when you negotiate on price and when you discount what you do, and when you haggle, you know, whether you're on the the giving or the receiving side, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't always end up in a good place, you know. And there's some arguments that say that no matter what you do, you can't get a good deal. You know, if you negotiate, you get what you pay for, or you spend time, or there's opportunity costs, or whatever the case may be. And I, I actually think about that from an economic perspective a, a lot, and also from a branding perspective. You know, and I agree with you, man. I I totally do that. Uh, you know, once you start to get into that that slippery slope, you know, um, the long term effects can be really kind of detrimental for I think a, an individual or a business. Can I teach? Um or leave something tangible for someone who provides services to yeah, other people please. so that maybe they can they can leverage this. So a lot of people, I, I mean, I don't blame them for trying to get a better deal. I mean, I charge them $4,000 US, right? That's a lot of money for one service. Does it make a difference at the end of the day if you are unemployed? And I mean, there are people that were making $90,000 and I managed to mentor them to get them to 160000 from one week to the next. Is that worth 4000 bucks? For sure. Now they're making $70,000 more, right? So is it worth it? Yeah, for sure. I see it as worth it. And the people that get my services, they leave me a recommendation. So for sure. Now, here's how to deal with someone who wants a discount from you. At least this is how I deal with it. When someone... By the way, my policy is no discount. I don't give a discount. And I will explain why. And this is the rationale that I explain to people who want my services. I say, look, I don't blame you for wanting a discount. I would want a discount too. Actually, I would not even pay the 4,000 bucks to anyone for a service like what I am providing. Just so you know, I would not pay anyone 4,000 bucks. Okay? But I don't blame you for asking for a discount. Makes sense. It's, it's expensive. It's perceived as expensive. Now... If I give you a discount, a monetary discount, it's planting a seed in my head that, hey, I give you a discount so I can cheap out on this, this client. You know, I can give him a few less meetings. I can sh shorten the meetings, uh, whatever. Like, I don't feel like meeting with this person anyway. So not today, maybe tomorrow, right? I don't want to allow myself to plant that seed in my head. Because if I give you a discount, I am justifying that, hey, you didn't pay the full price, so somehow you need to suffer. Ah. <laughs> or to you, I mean, you're my client. I need to provide you with the service that, and the quality that you paid for. So if I do that, then I, I am concerned that I will drop the ball. Hmm. I don't want to do that. So what I do instead, and here's every problem should have a solution, and here's what I provide as a solution, but not everybody takes it, and that's fine. I say, I cannot give you a discount. What I can give you is multiple payments, installments. Nice. So I can give you as many as you want. How many would you like? Well, what's the maximum? Well, the maximum is 23 installments. The system does not allow me more than 23. Well, no, I don't need that many. I need six. Okay, great, take six. There are many cases, and there, there are people who vouch for me about this publicly on LinkedIn as well. There's this guy from Texas who needed help. And he really couldn't help. He couldn't really afford my services. Back then, I was charging 450 bucks only. Canadian, so less in American. And um, he said, I, listen, he said, Brian, look, 
after two hours of meeting on the phone and really, I mean, he's South American, I am South American, so we connected. He said, I really want to use your service, but I don't have the money to be able to pay you. I said, okay, no problem at all. Do you have $1? Actually, before he, I said this, he said, can I send you a, a blank check and you only deposit it whenever I get employed? I said, are you crazy? First of all, don't send me a blank check and don't send anybody a blank check. Are you crazy? Are you out of your mind? What are you thinking? Right? That's crazy. So he said, don't ever send anyone a blank check. That's that's crazy. So I said, no, hold on a second. Do you have $1? Do you have a credit card? And do you have $1? He said, a dollar? What for? Just pay me $1 today. I put a transaction that you owe me the other $4.49 and you pay me the $4.49 whenever you get employed, right? No problem, no rush. I build relationships based on trust. If the other person wants to screw me, whatever, I can sleep at night. Can they sleep at night? I don't know. <laughs> so the guy said, Brian, come on. I have more than $1 in my credit, in, in my credit card. Can I pay you a hundred? But listen to what happened. I asked him for $1 and he gave me a hundred, right? <laughs> so he wanted to do the right thing. Yeah. So people are good. If you give them the opportunity to, to be good, they are good. So I believe in people. And if they want to screw me, they screw me. Look, I'm not doing all this because I need the money to feed my family anyway. And that's the beauty about it. And that's what I recommend everyone. On LinkedIn, if you are employed, don't sit on your laurels. Don't just wait because there will be another pandemic at some point. I'm not the one saying it. Scientists are saying it. Professionals are saying it. So if you are good today, invest in yourself and try to figure out how not to depend, not to re rely on an employer to feed your family. Because at some point, you might actually be one of the 13 million unemployed from the US yeah. or from any other country in the world. So do something for yourself. Watch right. my 90-minute video and you will learn. I don't even want your email address. Just watch the video. And if you want to reach out to me after to say hi, amazing. If you don't want to reach out, whatever. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Well, listen, I'm I'm a believer and I'm a fan and uh, you and I are connected now, man. And I, I'm going to go check out some of your content, more of your content, because I check out a lot of your stuff. And, uh, you know, I'm going to share this and I really can't wait to to continue our connection. Absolutely. And listen, I'm going to make a public apology. Ruben has been amazing trying to reach out to me. And for some reason, I've been all over the place trying to empower, inspire, whatever. And I didn't end up giving him the time. And this is because I get stretched too thin from too many angles. And so my public apology, this, this meeting should have happened, I don't know how many months ago, but believe me, what I'm sharing today is so much more power, powerful, I believe, than what I could have actually shared back Yes. whenever it is that you reached out to me. So I hope that your audience benefits from it and that it truly inspires triggers something tangible for the well-being of their own families and the people that they impact on a daily basis well i think uh you know my reaching out early um uh, you know before i guess your your catalyst point your tipping point was i think august of last year i think that's what you said and i think that uh it's a testament for me just saying hey you know what Th this guy's a personality this guy's a believer this guy's a storyteller and, you know, I saw that and I think the first post that I saw from yours and I continue to see that, man. So thank you so much for your time, Brian. I, I really appreciate it. You know, muchas gracias. Merci beaucoup. Thank you so much for, for, for everything and for this conversation. I appreciate you so much. Thank you.
Let's stay in touch. Yeah, ciao. Ciao, everyone.